The Health Services Authority quarantines eight staff members and their households after potential exposure to a highly symptomatic COVID-19 positive patient at the Cayman Islands Hospital. HSA CEO Lizette Yearwood. It is our top priority to keep our patients and staff safe. Therefore, out of an abundance of caution, anyone potentially exposed directly or indirectly has been placed in isolation. Health officials say the proper steps are being taken. These persons in isolation will be monitored and tested following standard public health protocol. As we reported on Monday on Radio Cayman, a traveler near the end of their quarantine period was taken to the critical care unit for symptoms of COVID-19 disease. The person we've since learned was not vaccinated and at the end of a 14-day quarantine period. HSA says they were brought in via EMS and all safety protocols were adhered to during transport. Health officials say the individual was in stable condition. There are currently 19 active cases of COVID-19. Three are symptomatic with the one hospitalization. Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee reports 293 COVID-19 tests have been carried out since our last report on Monday. There are no positive results. About 67% of the population has had at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. 59% have completed the two-dose course. There are 1,065 people in isolation. The recent decision to take a closer look at population estimates revealed a larger than expected number and the need for more people then to get the COVID-19 vaccine before government will reopen the borders. As Director of Tourism, Mrs. Rosa Harris is all too aware of the impact of the closure on the industry. But at the same time... I believe we have to get it right. Uh, There's nothing wrong with taking a pause, reevaluating where you are, to ensure that you're as accurate as you can be. That in response to a question from Radio Cayman. Mrs. Harris says it is critical to be able to make decisions of this magnitude with confidence. I think a cautious, phased approach, scaled, is very important for the reopening for tourism. We can't just open the gates wide, but we also have to dip our toe in a little bit just to test it. And I think taking it step by step is the best way. Cayman Islands Director of Tourism, Mrs. Rosa Harris. Six developers are heading to the Central Planning Authority board meeting tomorrow to pitch their projects, including an application for a 10-story hotel in Georgetown. At 10.30 a.m., there is a quick application for a swimming pool at a home on Bimini Drive with no objections. This will be followed at 11 by an application under HPW Investments for a 10-story hotel with pools, a propane generator, and underground storage tanks. The site is proposed for Goring Avenue. Many government entities, including the Water Authority, Department of Environment, and Department Department of Tourism have noted requests for more information before making a full recommendation to the board. At 11.30, the CPA will hear from Lookout Holdings and their application for a subdivision with 437 house lots and three road parcels on Harvey Stevenson Drive in Bodentown. The National Conservation Council has pointed out potential flooding issues with regard to the area and recommends the application be held in abeyance until the outcome of the environmental impact assessment for the east-west arterial road extension is completed. The National Trust has raised similar concerns.
Virtue Construction is applying for six townhomes and a cabana on Hearst Road. No objections there. Nor are there any objections for Heritage Holdings application for apartments and a pool in the Shore subdivision. The last applicant to appear tomorrow comes from PAM Development, which is seeking approval for seven apartments in the Red Bay Estate subdivision. Objectors cite concerns with regards to traffic congestion, parking, and noise. Tomorrow's meeting at the Government Administration Building is open to the public. A new magistrate is announced for summary court in the Cayman Islands. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solens has more. Vanessa Allard has earned the role as a full-time magistrate of the summary court. His Excellency the Governor, Martin Roper. I was delighted to announce the appointment of Miss Vanessa Allard as a full-time magistrate of the summary court. The Judicial and Legal Services Commission recently carried out an open recruitment process advertising the post both locally and overseas, and and I was pleased to accept the recommendation of uh, the panel. Five others were interviewed for the post, but given Allard's background, it felt she hit the mark best. Magistrates in the summary court preside over a wide range of civil and criminal matters, including in extremely specialist courts, such as the Drug Rehabilitation Court. Um, I'm very pleased um, to appoint Miss Allard as a full-time magistrate, given her, her great experience gained during her legal and acting judicial career to date. A graduate of the University of the West Indies and the Norman Manley Law School, Allard has over 20 years' experience as a litigator, with the past 15 years spent practicing in the Cayman Islands, most notably as an active member of the Family Law Bar. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. Ms. Allard will take up her full-time post on July 12th. Performance at Clifton Hunter High School moves from weak to satisfactory after a recent school inspection. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller explains. According to the Office of Education Standards, after an inspection in late May, overall performance of Clifton Hunter has made, quote, significant improvements since the last inspection and is now performing at a satisfactory level. Students' attainment in English has strengthened and is now rated as good as his student progress in English, math, and science. Attainment in math and science had improved slightly, but according to the report, remains weak overall. The curriculum provides students with a, quote, broad and balanced set of learning experiences and leaders and teachers' higher expectations of students' behavior has brought about a, quote, marked improvement in the manner in which students conduct themselves. Levels of attendance and punctuality have improved, and the number of exclusions and suspensions has fallen. Student civic and environmental understanding remained satisfactory, as did teaching and learning. But the report says a growing number of teachers are delivering good lessons. Lessons were generally planned well, but the match of work to ability was, quote, inconsistent, resulting in the needs of higher and lower ability students not always being met. The report goes on to say systematic school-wide processes to improve teaching have been put in place and are bringing about improvement, and the leadership of the school is now judged to be good overall. Recommendations going forward include raising standards of achievement in all year groups, improving assessment to ensure the needs of all children are being met, and working with the Ministry of Education to review accommodations in the school in an effort to provide appropriate spaces to deliver, quote, quality teaching and learning. Reporting for Radio K-Man News, I'm Carsley Fuller. You can find the full assessment online at oes.gov.ky. This quarter, 10 students from the International College of the Cayman Islands are stepping out of the classroom and exploring the historical, social, cultural, and political structure of the Cayman Islands. ICCI Registrar Melissa Bent Hamilton tells Radio Cayman News the seminar is held each quarter and is an integral part of each student's degree program. 
yes, they have the content that they cover in terms of the what is required for the course, but they also get at least one week of in-field experiences. And that's where they get to meet some of the experts. They get to, to see some of the things that, you know, have been expressed in textbooks. Ms. Hamilton says the students this quarter are focusing on the rich culture, history, and heritage of all three islands. Because a lot of times, persons think that Grand Cayman is the Cayman Islands, not. It's all three islands that makes it up. And so when we're covering this course, we make sure that we're going to Little Cayman, we're going to Cayman Brack, and also navigate and explore um, various cultural sites and aspects of Grand Cayman as well. So we cover all three islands. The schedule was packed with lectures, group work tours, and person-to-person interviews, which all told the story of the island's past and diverse rich heritage. That is your latest local news. From Radio Cayman's newsroom, I'm April Cummings. This is the official public weather forecast prepared by the Cayman Islands National Weather Service. Light winds and slight seas are expected over the Cayman area for the next 24 hours due to a slack pressure gradient across the northwest Caribbean. Further east and upper-level system over eastern Cuba may support isolated showers across the Cayman area this evening. Radar images show isolated showers around the Cayman area moving northwest. In the forecast tonight, partly cloudy skies, a 30% chance of showers in the the possibility of thunder, temperatures falling to the upper 70s, and winds out of the east to southeast at 5 to 10 knots. Seas slight, wave heights 1 to 3 feet. For tomorrow, we're looking at partly cloudy skies with cloudy spells, a 40% chance of showers and the possibility of thunder, temperatures rising to the upper 80s, and winds out of the east to northeast at 5 to 10 knots. Seas will be slight with wave heights of 1 to 3 feet. To the tides now, tomorrow low tide 2.46 a.m., followed by a high at 7.44 a.m., a low at 2.33 p.m., and a high at 9.28 p.m. Sunrise is at 5.50 tomorrow morning. The outlook calls for an increase in cloudiness and showers starting Wednesday afternoon in association with an upper-level system expected to move over the Cayman area. In local sports. Shoot, Professor! Stop! Public-private partnerships are benefiting children and adults in Cayman Brac who are being introduced to the Olympic sport of Taekwondo by the Cayman Islands Taekwondo Federation. The organization is already in seven schools in Grand Cayman and is now expanding to the Sister Islands. As discussions with the Sister Island Sports Association continue, the aim is to grow into a weekly program for both children and adults. Instructor Naya Henry. I think all kids should be involved in a sport one way or another, but Taekwondo is an awesome sport for them. Not not just discipline, but respect and uh, cardio as well. The government has been a super important tool in us uh, facilitating our trip here, uh, especially by offering free of charge the sports complex. And might I add, beautiful center, beautiful center. Um, so we hope that the government continues to see the value in what we're doing and what we're providing to the kids, and we can continue to come over here and just teach our stuff. Co-instructor Sua Kim tells CIGTV she's looking forward to heading back to the BRAC soon. I will continue next seminar, hopefully. And I love it. It's so quiet. And people is nice. And it's nice view, nice beach. Yeah, otherwise amazing for me. Miss Kim says the sport is proven to help participants learn self-discipline while gaining confidence and pride. Classes are available through local schools in Cayman Brack, and if you're interested, you can enroll your child directly through the school.
Dozens of people hit the streets this weekend to raise funds and awareness for a great local cause. More from CIGTV's Donna Bush. 250 men and women and even little ones were registered and went out to support the United Against Bullying Be a Hero 5K walk run that happened on the weekend. His Excellency Governor Martin Roper and Deputy Governor Mr. Franz Madison joined other civil servants and residents for the annual event. The goal of the nonprofit organization is to raise awareness and educate the public about the behavior of bullying. Founder Janet Young says it would not have been possible without the event, gift certificates, and water stop sponsors who come on board each year. In football news, CIFA has published its Week 3 standings for the men's under-23 Summer League. Elite SC sits atop the board with seven points, followed by Academy SC Blue, Sunset FC, and Future FC with six points each. Top scorers this week are Shakur Silburn and Sebastian Martinez with Elite with two goals each. Jason Kerr and Cyrus Connolly also got two goals each for Academy Blue. Academy White's top scorers were Zachary Scott and Michael Wilson, both who found the back of the net twice. Roma USC's Francisco Murillo picked up two goals as well, as did Josh Small and Osin Mago with Sunset. And Team K-Man Gymnastics has wrapped up competition at this year's Junior Pan American Artistic Gymnastic Championships in Mexico. The association says while it was a tough competition, the boys, Igor Malgajas and Karthik Adapa, had a, quote, amazing experience. Igor's best event was floor with a score of 11.267, placing 32nd out of 50. Karthik's parallel bars scored at 10.800, putting him at 41 out of 50. Karthik qualified to the One Junior Pan American Games Cali 2021. That's your latest local sports. I'm Carsley Fuller.